Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Word of Mouth, where we're getting into it. We're getting into exploring the connection between your oral health and your overall well-being. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Wolf. I'm joined by none other than your host, Dr. Alex Semaday. So, Dr. Alex, always a pleasure. It's good to see you again. I know it's been a while. Likewise, brother. It's good to be back. Good to be back in the saddle. Oh, yes. And uh, share some uh, share some tips with folks, huh? Absolutely. And I think that the topic we're getting into today is an interesting one. And I know you wanted to share a little bit about kind of gum disease and how that pertains to your overall health and kind of get into yeah. that a little bit. So why don't you set the stage and then we shall proceed from there. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start it off with a question for you. Oh, another, another question. You're going to make me think this morning. All right, let's go. Yeah. Why not? So when you ever brushed, flossed, anything and, and seen some, some pink in the sink, like a little bit of bleeding? Of course. Okay. So what do you think is happening when you see bleeding on like blood on your toothbrush or a little bit of blood in the sink or something like that? Well, for me, it primarily comes when I don't floss frequently enough. Okay. And then, and then after not flossing for three or four days, which shame on me. I know I should be doing it daily at least. Happens uh, to the best I, of us. I, you know, I, I get in there and, you know, the, I guess it gets irritated and the gums are sensitive and bleeds a little bit. Okay. So you're on the right track. Okay. So gum disease, gingivitis, periodontal disease, all of that is a, it's, it's an infection of the gums, right? It's a chronic, slow progressing infection of the gums. And what that infection leads to is inflammation, right? And the primary thing that we see with inflammation is more blood flow, right? Like there's, there's more blood coming to the area because the body needs to fight this infection. So things get red, things get swollen because your body is trying to fight this thing off and bring in nutrients and rush away debris. Does that make sense? Indeed. So, when we brush or floss and we see bleeding, what's happening is some of those blood vessels or the skin is actually breaking and allowing some blood to exit out. Now, why is this of particular like interest to us that we just talked about, like, this is an infection that's causing this, right? So if now like you have a little capillary or a blood vessel that breaks and you see blood coming out, now infection can rush in. And if it rushes into your blood vessels, now it gets distributed throughout your whole body, right? It, it entered your body's highway system. So it goes from your mouth to other vital organs. It goes to your heart. It goes to your brain. It goes to your, your pancreas. Uh, it, it just kind of disseminates throughout the body. So the more um, uncontrolled, we'll say, that that infection in the mouth is, the more the heavier the, the bacterial burden or the bacterial load that's entering your bloodstream is going to be, and the more frequently it's going to happen. So that's interesting. I, I've never have even thought about that. Never I quite just, thought about it that way, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just thought that it's it's just irritated because I haven't been doing it, and you know, it yeah. seems to go away the more I floss. But so what are the primary causes of this, the underlying causes and I guess how to like life lifestyle factors as a whole contribute to its development. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a multifactorial 
process, right? Multifactorial. Yeah, it's a good word, right? Um, Meaning just there's a bunch of different things, a bunch of different factors that come into play, right? Um, Genetics, that's one of them, right? Genetics kind of sets the tone for basically everything that happens in our body. And it's not to say like there hasn't been like a periodontal disease gene isolated that if you, Jeremy Wolf, have this gene, you're going to have periodontal disease. But, but it does, it does host- seem, I'm sorry to cut you off. It does seem yeah. to have a, a major impact. For instance, my wife, she just, her, her teeth are beautiful. Her gums are beautiful. She hasn't done anything special. she never had any mm-hmm. cavities when she was younger. And myself, not so much. I've had problems all along the way from a very early age uh, and similar with my children, right? Yeah. So it seems like there is a, a large genetic component to that. There is a genetic component. Um, I I sometimes hesitate a little bit to throw that out there simply because sometimes we can use the genetic thing as kind of a crutch, right? Uh, um, yeah. But it, whereas there is that genetic component, a lot of this is factors that we can control. And with periodontal disease, the immense majority of cases, there are some outliers out there that have you know systemic diseases that lead to it and, and things like that. But, you know, 99 times out of 100, a lot of this has to do with our ability to control that infection in the mouth, right? To control plaque. The reason we brush and floss in the morning is to scrape off plaque, which are nothing but, you know, colonies of bacteria and germs that populate the mouth. Okay. And I always, I I like sharing this with folks because it's, when I learned it, I was, I, I was, I, I couldn't believe it. Right. And I, this actually just came across my radar a few months ago, but were you aware that the bacterial concentration of the plaque in your teeth is equal to the bacterial concentration in your colon? Somehow I, I knew you were going to say something like that and no, I was not aware. And thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. You're <laughs> welcome, Jeremy Wolf. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, it's crazy, right? Like the amount of bacteria contained in your plaque is, is equal to the amount of bacteria and, you know, down well, there. Kind of, it kind of makes sense to some degree, because if you're put, if you're eating all sorts of foods and whatnot, you're not taking care of your mouth and, and it, you're going to get bacteria there. And it's the same. Yes. I mean, there are millions of bacteria, of even in the cleanest mouths, right? There's a lot of bacteria, but it's, it's up to us with, our at-home care, our, you know, our supportive therapy at home to control that bacteria so that it doesn't snowball, so that it doesn't get out of control. Interesting question for you on a side, on a tangent. I, I know you're obviously not a vet, but I've heard that dogs' mouths are cleaner than human mouths or have less bacteria. It seems wild to me. Is that is there any truth in that or is that just a something I heard somewhere along the line and or something, something that we use to, to justify letting our dogs lick our face? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, I'd probably, yeah. And I've, I've had dogs, loved my dogs. And, um, you know, they lick their own butts a lot. And then they want to lick your face right after. I'd say wait, you know, hold off. <laughs> Can't be good. 10, 15 minutes. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've I've heard I've heard I've heard the whole like uh, our mouths are are dirtier than toilets too. You ever heard that one? 
public toilets are cleaner than our mouths. I'm still laughing at hold off. I'd say hold off about 10 to 15 minutes. You know, <laughs> yeah, let the, let, the, let the IGA in the mouth kind of break down some of that, uh, <laughs> some of those butt bugs. Oh, man, that's too funny. So what what are some, <clears throat> I guess, like early signs or symptoms of gum disease that one might detect that could get them to start realizing they might have a, a bit of a problem? Yeah. So, you know, like we said earlier, pink in the sink, right? If you see any bleeding, um, that's not normal, right? The, the gum tissue around your teeth is really a lot like the, like the tissue in the palm of your hand. It's, it's tissue that's designed to take a beating, right? Like you eat chips, like our, our ancestors were gnawing on, you know, uh, uh, mastodon bones and stuff like that. Like these, that tissue developed to, to withstand a lot of abuse. So if a little toothbrush is causing it to bleed, that's red flag number one. All right. Things like recession, right. Are, are oftentimes indicative of, of some issues going on too. Like it's like recession in the gum where you see more and more. Cause yeah. I have one, I have one tooth in my mouth where it's been like this forever, where it, it's just like the gum goes all the way up. Yeah. I, I've, I've got a couple of those too, right? That's mm. not necessarily indicative of gum disease, right? That can happen because maybe your gums are too thin or you had braces that moved teeth into a position where they're not, you know, optimal. There's a, a bunch of reasons, but it could be indicative of some inflammation and, and some of that gum disease processes happening. Um, and, and inflammation, right? Like, I feel like we don't frequently really look in our mouths, right? Like, take a look, right? pull your cheek back, take a look at your gums. Do they look pale and pink? Um, okay, that's that's a pretty good sign, right? Do they look puffy and red? And, and then that's an indication that there's some inflammation happening, right? And you may want to get that checked out. Preventative measures, aside from the obvious, brushing your teeth twice daily, flossing, what are some things you could do outside that? I, I would imagine that nutrition plays a big part in this type of thing as well. What are some suggestions you can give to listeners on how to, because it's one of those things, Alex, where like everybody knows that it's important yeah. to take care of your teeth and your body and everything, but we get lazy in the moment. It's just like, you know, I tell my kids, make sure you brush your teeth before you go to sleep tonight. And then I'm laying in bed. I forgot to brush my teeth and I'm laying there like, ah, do I really want to get out of bed to brush my teeth? I'm like, no, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Get your butt out of bed. Go brush your teeth. But we all get lazy, right? But then you look years down the road and you start looking at all these problems that you're having. You're like, man, right. I should have done better. It's like, what are some yeah. things that we can incorporate in our daily lives to create like habits <laughs> aside right. from uh, the obvious brushing and flossing so that we don't have these problems later on and that we don't end up with you know a mouth that's <laughs> missing teeth and, and that's going to cost you a lot of time and money. Over. Yeah. Right. Like my grandfather with the, the, the false teeth. And I know they have implants for that yeah. nowadays, but I remember him eating and the, the teeth falling out in the food. Like uh, we don't want to see that. That's no good. Yeah. That's no good. Nobody <laughs> wants to deal with that. Um, yeah, man. I mean, prevention is key, right? Like in dentistry, I always tell folks that 99% of issues are, are, are preventable, right? Like if we, um, and, and prevention is usually old saying ounce of prevention, pound of cure. Um, and, and we all want a six pack, but who gets down and does the crunches, you know? Um, 
definitely developing those habits the earlier in life, the better. Brushing twice a day for the full two minutes, right? Uh, that's another thing. We, we, we kind of sometimes just want to check the box off, brush my teeth, but you're in there and you quick scrub and boom, out the door you go. And uh, never, um, never, never me. I'm always, I'm always in there. I know you're a very diligent. Haul. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the flossing, uh, we don't need to floss multiple times a day. Um, even even flossing every other day, right? To start establishing those those good habits is is a good place to start. Um, is there is there I, too much flossing? Like I, yes, I know people absolutely. have the. I'd imagine you could irritate right with those little dental absolutely. picks if you're sitting there all yeah. day long getting in and out. I'd imagine that would yeah. have some repercussions. Yeah. So like everything in life is technique sensitive too, right? It's not about just doing things; it's about doing them right. Yeah. So um, actually part of every single a new patient exam in, in, in the office, um, the patients will get a series of videos with, with proper at-home care uh, tips and tricks. Um, so you can go on YouTube and find a, a, a slew of videos on how to brush properly, how to floss properly, how to use a water pick properly. And I'll tell you, those three are are. Are, are huge, right? If, if you establish and use those and do that well every single day, you're going to be doing yourself a lot of good. Uh, I'm going to do a little quick plug here for something that I'm super excited about. We are going to be demoing this, this new device called Proclaim, which everyone knows what a water pick is, right? Basically like a little pressure washer for your teeth and your gums. And you got to have to like move it around and makes a huge mess and all that. I've never used uh, that before. You've never used a water pick? They're Shame fun. On me. They're yeah. fun. You should try one. I'll get I'm you one. Get into it. Yes, please. Cool. <laughs> um, so this device, this Proclaim device, uses a custom-made mouthpiece with seventy precisely placed jets that shoot water at the same time into all the nooks and crannies of your mouth. So the water picking process that used to take, you know, three four minutes can now take only seven seconds. So you just take this mouthpiece, you bite you into it, in, it, bite into it, hit it, the on button and it's, <laughs> yep. And seven seconds later, that's it. You're done. And you're doing, uh, what, what exactly are you doing with this technology? Is this, is this brand new technology or has this been around for yeah, a while? Or? Yeah. So no, this is, this is brand new stuff. Um, we're one of the first offices in Florida that are going to, you know, oh, carry it and, and, and work with it. Um, I'm actually going to be receiving my demo mouthpiece in the next week, and I'm going to be running a little a little experiment on social media. I'm not going to brush my teeth for a week and just use this device. And I'm going to have my hygienist track the amount of plaque that builds up in my mouth just using this device versus if I brushed regularly. And we're going to do a little a little comparison test in the office using both myself and uh, Dr. Tart. So pretty excited about that. Stay tuned. We'll give well, you more info on it. I won't be hanging out with you that week. <laughs> yeah. Ch I told my wife about it. She wasn't thrilled. But, you know, <laughs> breath mints. Yeah, I guess. Hopefully it works well enough. But uh, yeah, cool. man, it's all about developing those positive habits at home. You asked about diet, right? Diet is obviously important, right? Um as it, as it pertains to the mouth, minimizing the, the amounts of, of sugars we eat. And that doesn't just mean, you know, candy and, and Twizzlers and things like that. 
it means anything that becomes sugar in the mouth. So all of your carbs, bread, rice, pasta, those count as sugars when it comes to the mouth. And that is the rocket fuel for all of the, all of the plaque, all of the bacteria. That's what they eat. Okay. So bear that in mind, minimizing sugar intake, um, removing that plaque regularly and thoroughly. Um, that's, it's going to go a long way. Good stuff. As always, you are a beacon of Still with me, you glitched out for a second there. What would be yep. before before we wrap up this segment? If you could give our listeners one just one piece, one piece of advice for maintaining their gum health, what would that be? If you had to pick one uh, thing. Uh can I do two? I'll have to charge you extra, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, that's fair. So get a checkup, get your regular checkups, right? The sooner, the sooner things are, are seen and diagnosed, the easier it is to fix and to make the commitment to yourself, right? Like spend it's, it's five minutes a day, right? That you're going to spend caring for your, for your oral health. Um, it's, it's a manifestation of self-love, right? And you're going to save yourself a ton of time and money and, and, and dental visits down the line. And you're going to have that awesome checkup visit. You're going to high five your dentist out the door and life's going to be good. Good stuff. One thing I wanted to mention, I wanted to, to say this earlier when we were talking about brushing of teeth, just a little a tip for anybody out there with smaller children that I, I learned that helped me out immensely when I was getting my kids to brush their teeth. They have some wonderful apps on the phone for kids, brushing apps True. Yeah. where you know, there'll, there'll be a two minute timer and they could like, f- you know, fight monsters while they're brushing. The faster they brush, the better they do. I found a lot of utility in that and that helped. You know, I'll, I'll add kids. one more thing. Power brushes, right? Electric, Electric toothbrushes, toothbrushes are far superior than manual brushes especially in the hard to reach areas, right? Up here in the front where you can scrub. All right. Yeah. Manual brush will do just fine, but way in the back yeah, where you have, where you don't have a whole lot of space. Yeah. Right. And that's especially, these especially are for a kid, right? Especially for a kid, yeah. you know, with an electric brush, you can just park it, move it along slowly. You know, you teach them the routine. This is where you start. This is where you go next. And they pick up on that routine and they do it the same way every single time. And they get the results that they want every single time. So power brushes are huge and not battery powered. Make sure that whatever it is that you get sits on a charger so that it's always, you know, fully gassed up and ready to go when you're ready to use it. When you're ready to take it for a spin. You want That's, to- oh, I like that. Yeah. Good I stuff, like Anna. All right. Well, everyone, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Got some valuable insights and, and wisdom out of this one. And we will look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Word of Mouth. Keep smiling, folks. All right, everyone, take care. Thank you for joining us on Word of Mouth. Remember, a healthy smile is a reflection of your well-being. Until next time, keep smiling and caring for your